Okay, so welcome everyone to today's podcast. I'm very honored to interview Yogi Amandeep. Hi, Yogi Amandeep. Satnam. Satnam, thank you very much for making time to do this interview. Thank I you. know you only flew to Dubai for two days. Yes. And it was very kind of you to uh, find time in your busy schedule to come over and share your wisdom with us today. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. And that's one of the definitions of a yogi. Okay. A definition of a yogi is the one who, are, who is always walking. Always walking. Wow. Always walking. Wonderful. Because walking, ultimately, you will reach your destination. So a yogi is the one who is walking towards his or her destination. Wow. That's... It can be physically walking or it can be in any way. You are walking towards some higher purpose in life. That is a yogi. Wow, yeah. okay, interesting. So you walked all the way from Sri Lanka to Dubai <laughs> a few days ago, right? How was that walk? <laughs> it was a marvelous walk. Okay. But on the way, I was carried by the plane. I was okay. carried by the air element. Beautiful. And then <laughs> I came down. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Let me start with the brief intro so our Thank followers you. can know a little bit more about you. Thank you. So, Yogi Amandeep is a Kundalini yoga teacher, scholar, healer, mystic, and teacher of Eastern spirituality. He is a leading authority on philosophy and history of ancient yogic traditions. He travels around the globe and shares his teachings and helps people to actually live more healthy, happy, and holy life. Yogi Amandeep is tremendously reshaping the way virtual reality and yoga are serving the world nowadays. He is merging technology and ancient yogic science together and as a result creating even bigger impact and helping more people to overcome physical and mental challenges. Yogi Mandeep is a European Union advisor on well-being tourism and leading expert in family, youth, prison and transpersonal counseling. He is actively involved in a number of um, addiction programs in Singapore, India and Canada and served as a volunteer counselor in Singapore prisons. He is also a regular speaker on international stages, TV, with topics such as healing, Zen, mindfulness, self-growth, yoga, meditation and self-realization. So a lot of things going on. Yogi yeah. Yes. Do you have time to sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> that you have to find. That you have. There are certain find. things you have to find. You know, okay. not just me. I think the whole world have become very busy, and okay. that's part and parcel of our life. That's true. We have to find time for ourselves. We have mm -hmm. to find time to sleep. We have to find time to sit. We have to find time to meditate, and this is what the journey is all about. That's true. Yeah. So how do we do that? How do we find? Do we plan daily agenda mm. of activities? Mm. Or how exactly do we find? Yeah. First of all, have an idea. Don't create an agenda. Okay. Don't write it down that I need to get up at that specific time and this and that. Okay. You must have an idea, but do not be fanatic about it. Okay. Relax into it. Okay. You know, 10 minutes late, 10 minutes early, it should not be a problem for you. Okay. So relax into whatever you are doing. Okay. Relax. And every one hour, just let go of everything that you're doing. About an hour. Okay. Let go of everything that you're doing. Just close your eyes and become aware of the beat of your heart. Oh, okay. The beat of your heart. There are two things. Either you are constantly aware of the thoughts in your head. Okay, this is our normal routine. Every time we are only, the only thing we are aware of is the thoughts in our head. The yogic teaching says, fall in love. Fall in love. What does that mean? It means to fall from your head to your heart. Oh, wow. That's what falling in love means. Have you ever wondered, you know, when we use the word fall in love, what, from where do we fall and into where do we fall? Wow. You fall from the thoughts of your head into the beat of your heart. Mm -hmm. The pulse, the beat of your heart is the drum of a Shiva. Okay. Shiva means consciousness. 
Okay. So falling from your thoughts. Yes, no, good, bad, right, wrong, hell, heaven, God, devil. Okay. This duality. Yes. From there you fall into the realm of the heart, which is the realm of feeling. Okay. Okay. So the first realm which we are all the time in is the realm of thinking. From thinking, you fall in love into your heart. You fall down. Nobody rises in love. Mm -hmm. You have to fall down. So the second part is the falling into the heart center. Then the yogis talk about another falling. From the heart, you must fall down to your navel. Okay. So the head is the realm of thinking. The heart is the realm of feeling mm -hmm. and the navel is the realm of being. Okay. Just being. Okay. You know, the trees are in their beingness. They are not thinking. That's true. Hmm? Yeah. The whole universe, the mountains are in their beingness. The clouds are in their beingness. The oceans are in their beingness. And when you fall into beingness, you become one with all. And in the words of my master, Yogi Pajan, it, that means God and me, me and God are one. When you can fall from thinking to feeling and ultimately into being, because mm -hmm. you are in your beingness, everything is in their beingness, immediately you and the cosmos becomes one. Okay. Okay. That's, and that's... that is the meaning of God and me, me and God are one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's just coming out from the trap of your mind, from the thoughts of your mind, from the conditioning of your mind. Mm -hmm. It's just falling down deeper and deeper. And your home is the navel center. Okay. Because in the mother's womb, this is where the journey started, right? Yeah. Before you knew anything, before you were aware of anything, it was the navel center which gave you life. So life did not start anywhere else but the navel. The navel is your center point. You know, the yogic word for navel is called paradesa. Mm -hmm. The yogic word for the navel is called paradesa. And the English word paradise is derived from paradesa. Oh. So paradise is your navel. Wow. <laughs> your navel. Wow. Where you just are. You are not this. You are not that. You just are. That's the navel center. Paradise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really profound. And again, I just wanted to understand how can busy people in modern world, in their offices, in their corporations, can do this kind of falling into the heart, into the navel? Mm. Do they just leave the meeting and go meditate? Mm. Or how do they incorporate it into the modern life? Yes. As I mentioned in the beginning, you mm -hmm. need to put some effort. Okay. Okay. And this effort can be done, like as I mentioned, every one hour. One hour. You just stop doing everything and become aware of your heartbeat. Now, most of us, most of us can't even feel the sensations of our heartbeat. Can you believe that? Yes. In the words of Yogi Pajan, yes. we are alive because of the beat of our heart and not the thoughts of our head. And the only thing we are aware of is the thoughts of our head. That which is the source of what we are, even the source of the thoughts of your head is your heart center. Yes. So coming down out of the daily routine or whatever you are, every 30 minutes, one hour, you know, one and a half hour, or whenever this, uh, you know, uh, idea comes to you that you need to relax. Okay. Just close your eyes. Mm -hmm. You take your right hand mm -hmm. and put it on your heart center mm -hmm. and feel the sensations of your heartbeat. Okay. The drum of consciousness, the drum of the divine playing. This is called live music. Wow. You know, okay. we go to these concerts yes. to hear live music. Yes. But we never knew the life music. This is the only life music. Within us, yeah. There's no other life music. Yeah. As long as this music is alive, you are alive. And the moment this life music stops, the concert ends and you are dead. Okay? So start learning to listen to the drum of your heart. That's one. Yes. Okay? okay. The sensations of your heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Now, if that is too difficult, then you listen to the flute of the divine. You can only hear music. Our life is to 
is to dance, is to whirl. Mm, that's what we are here for. Because everything is dancing, everything is whirling. Look at the stars, they are whirling. Mm. Look at the oceans, they are whirling. And look at the galaxy, it's whirling. Everything is whirling. Solar system is whirling. So life is meant for music. Until we do not hear the music which is inside you, life cannot be in the state of whirling, in the state of dance, dancing. It's called ecstasy. It's called masti. The English word mystic comes from the Persian word must, mm -hmm. which means mystic, which means ecstasy. Okay? So you can either hear the drum of your heart or you can either hear the flute of your breath. Oh, wow. So there are two musics going on. They're uncountable, actually. I'm just going yes. to introduce you to two music instruments that are happening. Wow. The yogis call the heartbeat as drum of a Shiva. The Sufis, they call the breath as the flute of God. Wow. Rumi calls it, listen, listen, listen to the flute of the divine. So the breath that comes and goes, it has a sound. The breath is not soundless. The breath, breath has a sound. And if you listen closely to the coming and the going of the breath, you will hear the sounds of the oceans inside. You will hear the sounds of the wind inside. You will hear the sounds of the mountains inside. Because this breath is coming from where? From the mountains, from the trees, from the oceans, from the cosmos, from the stars. So it contains all that which is there. And if you start listening to the flute of the divine, the flute of God, which is the coming and the going of the breath, that will also take you out of your head. There is only one problem in this world. Only one problem. We think it's multiple problems. No, only one problem. And the problem is we are listening too much to the thoughts of our head. Mm. That's all. This is the only problem. Mm -hmm. And how to, and, and these problems are in constant war. These thoughts are constant war. Now to end the war, okay, to end the hatred, you must bring music. Mm. You must okay. bring love. Wow. You must bring dance. Nice. You must bring music instruments. And where are the music instruments? The breath and the heart. Yeah. Okay. So you have to, the first thing you can hear the pulse, uh, the beat of the heart. Mm -hmm. And then, or you can hear the coming and the going of the breath. In the beginning, I will heavily emphasize you listen to the sound. You may need to emphasize on the breath. An example. Listen like that. Okay. This is the sound of the oceans. Wow. So we breathe through the nose, basically. And, and exhale through the nose. Through the nose. In the okay. Right? So this sound, if you keep listening, you and you forget your thoughts. For that, a few seconds. I'm not saying days. I'm not saying months. Okay. I'm not saying hours. Okay. I'm saying seconds. For that, a few seconds, you forgot your problems. Congratulations. Even if you can forget yourself, for three seconds, a miracle have happened. Okay. What is a miracle? Miracle means you are not, the universe starts to play through you. That is called a miracle. Wow. And that miracle can happen. You can create it, provided you come out of your head. Mm -hmm. And how to come out of the head? Bring music into your life. And what is the music? Which is right under the nose, the truth is under the nose. The yogic teaching mentions very clearly, the truth is under your nose. Lab bando, gusa bando, chashma bando. Rumi says, close your eyes, close your mouth, close your ears, and then just listen to the coming and the going of the breath, the flute. This is the flute that, you know, Rumi talks about again and again in his teachings. And in the Kundalini tradition, we read Jabji. And in Jabji, Guru Nanak, the great mystic of the Himalayas, he mentions a sunya, right listening, non-judgmental listening. Listen to the breath. Listen to the heart center. Listen to the heartbeat. You see, the whole idea, <clears throat> what is happiness? 
Happiness is forgetting the thoughts in your head. Because as long as you remember the thoughts in your head, you cannot be happy. <laughs> even, even if there are happy thoughts? Immediately there's a fear somewhere. Okay. That this thought will go away. Okay. Anything in the realm of mind is a temporary. Okay. If happiness is there, there's a fear of the happiness is going to go away. Okay. When you meet your loved one, there's always a fear that comes along. Your loved one is going to leave you also. Yes. So yes. what I mean is come down to the heart where there's no uh, idea of duality. Okay. In the mind, there's a duality. There can be happiness, but okay. the duality, the opposite is existing. Mm -hmm. But as far as the heart center is concerned, the heart center do not know the other. Mm -hmm. In the realm of the heart, there is no other. Mm -hmm. There is only just you are, that's it. That's true. So coming down. So this is falling in love. That's true. And how the Russians, they say love as love. Love. Yes. And <laughs> I love you, Russian. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. You said love. Love. So this is the realm of love. Very beautiful. <laughs> I'll definitely start using my internal orchestra now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yogi Amandeep. So today you are a very, uh, you know, well-known, well-regarded yogi. How was your life like before you discovered the world of yoga? Tell me. <laughs> Yeah, I think my life changed. You know, I was, as I mentioned, you know, I was longing okay. to be in love okay. and to listen to the music and, uh, you know, the, the rhythms of life, the nad, we call it mantra, we call it shabad, we call it. These are the terms used okay. in the yogic teachings okay. uh, to, you know, the, the, the mystic sounds that is happening inside us. And uh, on my journey, uh, <clears throat> I was longing to meet someone who is hearing these songs, okay. who is singing these songs, who is a living embodiment of these songs. And uh, I met my teacher, my master, uh, Pantratan Sri Sengsa Paisa Pai Harpajan Singh Khalsa Yogi Ji. We all know him as Yogi Pajan. And he brought the teachings of Kundalini Yoga and Sikh Dharma to the West. So when I met him, I realized he was singing a song and I too wanted to sing the song. Yeah. So I sat with him. They say that, you know, Rumi says, if you want to catch the fire, be with the fire. Sit with the fire and dry yourself. It is important. You can sit with the fire, but if you are not dry, you will not catch the fire. You have to dry yourself and you have to sit with the fire. And it's also called Sangha, Sangat you know, in the yogic teachings. And mm. I had this Sangat of uh, this beautiful sage and uh, with time, through his grace, I also caught the fire and uh, I'm trying to distribute the fire, the fireman. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. That's a very touching story, actually. Now I have actually a little bit of tears in my eyes. And how old were you when you discovered the world of yoga? Yeah, as I'm, I think I mentioned in a few other interviews also that, you know, in my journey, I was so desperate to, you know, to find someone. Um, so I actually ran away from home many okay. times. The first time I ran, I was 12 or 13 years old. Then I ran at 16 years old. And then I ran away when I was 18 years old to okay. go into the Himalayas. Okay. And meditate and uh, find myself. Who am I? You okay. know, this is the journey we are here on. Uh, samadhi, you know, uh, enlightenment or whatever you want to call it in, yes. in today's uh, terminology. And uh, yeah, so I went, uh, but each time the universe, you know, uh, somehow the other, I came back into uh, my family. And uh, it was not until Yogi Bhajan that I realized that the mountains that I was searching outside was actually the mountains which was inside me. The caves which I was uh, finding outside was actually the caves inside me. You know, mm. the two nostrils are the caves. Wow. You know, the skull is the mountain. Right. Wow. And uh, so similarly, yeah, after meeting this, that great sage, uh, you know, I found myself and I'm now traveling. And what was your question again? <laughs> so how was your life before you discovered yoga and after? So you were a child when yeah. you discovered the yoga, right? Yes, I was actually born into this tradition. I yes. was born, actually, when I was born, the first thing that I heard was the Mool Mantra. Okay. I'm born in Amritsar, you know, where the Golden Temple is, house of Guru Ramdas, yes. you know, walking distance from there. Wow. So I grew 
grew up in the tradition had the privilege to study with many Himalayan masters and teachers wow. who have spent you know many many years of their life in the caves and meditations and uh, but my journey was complete when I met Yogi Bhajan so yeah I also studied with many other beautiful sages and masters you know mm -hmm. but completion came when I met uh, Yogi Bhajan and uh, my uh, you know my life before you know this lifestyle and after this lifestyle uh, before I didn't knew how to sing and I didn't knew how to dance and now I know how to sing and now I know how to dance that is the only difference Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Using your own orchestra, obviously, internal yes, orchestra, yes, beautiful. Yes, yes. So Yogi Manjeev, nowadays yoga is a very fast-growing trend globally, and mm -hmm. hence there is misconception about what yoga is all about. Like mm -hmm. many people around believe it's a physical activity, some people feel it's relaxation exercise, mm -hmm. some people feel it's like uh, spine adjustment treatment, medical treatment, etc. So can you shed some light on what real yoga is yeah. all about so physical exercises is not yoga mm -hmm. physical exercises are called asana yes postures yes mm -hmm. uh, breathing exercises uh, you know is also not yoga it is pranayam mm -hmm. yoga yoga Chitvriti Nirodaha in the Patanjali Yoga Sutra, you know, Patanjali, the great sage, mentions Athaha Yoga Anushashanam. Yoga is that which is in the now. Mm -hmm. The moment you come into the now, you are in the state of yoga. Yoga means union. And when you are driving and you are in total union, that is also yoga. Wow. When you are serving food to someone and it is out of devotion and out of love, you know, you have lost yourself in preparing that food for your loved one. That is called yoga. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you are a mother and your child is crying and you forget everything that you that is important to you and you run and you pick up your child and you give that child a kiss, you forgot yourself, you forgot your problems and you took care of someone else's problem. That is also called yoga. Nice. So yoga is an ordinary, it's an activity where you are most ordinary, mm. where you are most human, that is called yoga. A lot of commercialization and a lot of misunderstanding. People think bending of the body is yoga. Uh, you know, flexibility of the body is yoga. That is asana, that is posture. It has its own beauty, I'm not against it. Mm -hmm. But yoga in real sense is a state of mind, it's a state of being. I mentioned in the beginning, you fall in love, right? So the, the most deepest fall, where you cannot fall anymore, yeah. that is called yoga, wow. the deepest fall. And um, coming back to my previous statement, uh, you know, we think flexibility uh, makes you a yogi. You know, Yogi Pajan in his one of his lectures, he mentions if a flex flexibility of the body makes you a yogi, then the clowns in the circus are the best yogis. <gasps> okay. Very so, deep, yes, so it's not about the body. I mean, we start with the body, but do not end there. Mm. Then we just become a body oriented. We get attached to our body. Mm. When the first thing you're supposed to transcend is your body in the yogic teachings. Okay. So yoga is a state of being, you know, where you are very ordinary, mm. very ordinary. When walking, you are walking. When eating, you are eating. eating. Most of the time, when we are walking, we are thinking. Okay? When we are eating, we are thinking. When you are walking, you walk. When you are talking, you talk. You know? When eating, you eat. Mm. That's it. It's not an attainment. It is the realization that you are, just that you are. Mm -hmm. You are not this, you are not that. You just are. That is the state of yoga. Okay. Yeah. And then there are so many different types of yoga, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the difference between, let's say, Kundalini yoga and other types of yoga? Can you clarify this? Yeah, as I mentioned, some yoga uh, uh, specifically work on the physical body. Yes. Their aim is physical body. Although ultimately they too want to help you to transcend and touch your awareness, your consciousness or your soul. Although they do start with, you know, yogic exercises. Um, um, 
Yeah, so the aim ultimately is to reach the same place. Okay, some are longer routes, some are shorter routes. Let okay. me put this way. Okay. Right? All yogic teachings are beautiful. It has every yogic, uh, you know, uh, teaching has his reason. But Kundalini Yoga is the mother of all the traditions, all the uh, yogic teachings. Mm -hmm. uh, Kundalini Yoga, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, is the highest or the fastest way to realize that you are an ordinary person. Okay. So Kundalini Yoga is the mother of all the traditions. Ultimately, every yoga ends up in Kundalini Yoga. And Kundalini Yoga is the awakening of your true potential. It's like, uh, you know, we are only using 10% of our potential. And awakening of the Kundalini means that your 100% the awareness is awakened. And it just means when you are walking, you are walking. And when you are eating, you are you're eating. eating yeah. You know, because you're fully alive. It makes you alive. Uh, ordinarily, we are not alive. Alive mm -hmm. means to be in the now, to be available in the now. Ordinarily, even when we are sitting, we are thinking about the past. What is past? Dead. Mm -hmm. So where are we? We are in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. You understand? We are in the cemetery. Right? So we are dead. We are living dead. So awakening of the Kundalini means that you are not thinking about the dead. You are not thinking about which have passed. You are not in the cemetery. You are fully available to the life which is alive now. Mm -hmm. So Kundalini Yoga is the art of becoming alive, fully available to the here and now. You are living your life not to the reference of your head. You are not living life to the reference of your ideas. You are not living life to the concepts, the do's and don'ts that have been imposed on you. Mm -hmm. You are living your life in the here and now as it is. Instead of you throwing your ideas upon the reality, you are experiencing the reality as it is. So it's not from your perspective. It is from the other side. Okay. You know, you're seeing okay. the unit. It is called a vision. It is called darshan. Mm -hmm. Where you're experiencing the reality from the reality's perspective, okay. you're fully alive. Okay. Yeah. Got this, it. although there are many other beautiful, uh, you know, uh, explanation, mm -hmm. but this will make sense in, in in this here and now. Yeah, that's very clear, actually. Yeah. So let's say if somebody would like to start yoga journey, you know, and mm -hmm. this person maybe somebody is listening to us now, he never tried it. What would be your advice? Where would this person need to start? Which mm -hmm. yoga type or you know yoga class to choose? Yeah. Because there are so many times it can be confusing, <laughs> you know. I think uh, the only class worth going is your body you know okay. the, the classroom of your body okay. so i will uh, heavily suggest you know it is good to attend classes and mm -hmm. to you know and to to experience uh, this in uh, group uh, you know yes. consciousness uh, but i think the easiest way to start yoga uh, in the words of rumi bando, bando, bando. you know close the three you know circuits your eyes your mouth and your ears and then what you do you inhale deep with the sound of your breath. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just explained that yes, a few yes. moments ago. Yeah. It will be something like this again. And then you hold your breath. You hold your breath. For how so, long? I'm just going to come to that. Okay. So you inhale mm -hmm. and you inhale the universe. As you inhale the breath, visualize you are swallowing the universe. And then you hold the universe, become pregnant with the universe. Wow. This, this has to be in the mind. Wow. Your intention. First, you inhale. And as you inhale, I'm swallowing the universe. You can visualize the whole cosmos being inhaled into your nose. Swallow the universe. Then hold the universe. Be pregnant with the universe. And hold as long as you can. Or you can do to the count of five or to the count of 11. Slowly increase to the count of 21 and slowly to 54 and slowly to 108. Hmm. So 108, why? Because there are 108 elements. Okay. Every element activated in you as you hold the universe within yourself. Oh. Then you exhale and as you exhale, you visualize the universe going out of you. And this is the fact. What is the breath? Is the universe going inside you? Yes. 
and then you modify the universe according to your ideas. Right? Understand? Yeah. You modify, you personalize the universe yeah. according to your ideas and your conditioning. For yeah. example, if this breath goes into uh, someone's body who is a Hindu, he personifies it as a, a Hindu. Mm-hmm. And if someone who is a Muslim, he inhales the breath and he personifies it as Muslim. In the body, it is Hindu and Muslim. But outside, there was no Hindu, there was no Muslim. Yeah. So there we all one. That's true. So this is a fact. We are inhaling the universe, which has no identity, which has no form, which is not a believer or non-believer, which is not a higher, which is not lower, which is not rich, which is not poor. Mm-hmm. And we swallow that universal consciousness. Mm. In the words of Guru Nanak, ek oankar, one universal consciousness is all around us. Mm. The breath of life, prana. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Quran, it is mentioned that the divine is closer than your breath vein. So through the breath, you can know that which is closer than your breath vein. Yes. So that is your essence. That is your beingness. And that is the divine. So then you inhale the universe, okay, which is a fact. And then you hold the universe, which is also a fact. And then you experience the universe within yourself. Do not throw your identities upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, do not throw your concepts upon it. Just hold it. Just hold it and allow it to enter all the 33 trillion cells in you. Okay, 33 trillion cells. In the yogic teachings, there are 33 trillion cells. And there are also 33 trillion gods and goddesses. So every cell is one god and one goddesses. Wow. It's your body. Wow. Nothing is outside. Wow. You know, uh, the yogic masters, uh, you know, this, this, uh, the Sufi masters, they mention, Ye khabar kisi kisi ko hai. Ye khabar kisi kisi ko hai ke bande mein hai khuda. Which means some... Only a few people know the secret. Only a few people know the secret. And what is the secret? That the divine is within the human body. Only a few people know the secret that the God or the universe or the totality or whatever you want to call that great being is in the human body. And that's why you're experiencing yourself. Mm. So then you inhale, you hold the breath. Okay. And then you exhale the breath. And again, you inhale and you hold your breath and you exhale your breath. Do this for five minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Okay. Once a while, if you really want to have a deep experience, do this for one hour, just once a while your whole chemistry will change. Your biofield will change. Because your biofield, which we call the aura, electromagnetic field, is based on your breath. When your breath is deep, when you hold your breath, your aura expands. Aura is your shield, electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm. The shallow your breath, the shallow this field is. Mm -hmm. And when the breath is deep, your, your automatically your aura is expanded. And when your aura is expanded, your self-esteem grows. Mm. Your projection grows. Your words begin to have a power. Your mm. presence begins to have a power. Where is the answer? The answer is in your breath. Wow. So this simple technique, even if you don't, if you can't go to a yoga class mm-hmm. or you don't want to go to a yoga class for some reason, say, okay. you know, okay. this is all you need, my friends. Mm. Just try this, you know, start five minutes, 11 minutes and slowly increase. One day, just sit and experiment. Yes. One hour, just do this. Your whole thought pattern will change. That's it. Because every answer is in the Breath, you know, whenever we make a, 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 you know, like a car or we make anything in this world, it comes with a manual. Yes. Your computer, everything comes with a manual. Mm. And when the universe created this human body, the universe also gave the manual. And the manual is your breath. In the words of Yogi Pajan, when you know your breath, you know all the scriptures. Because all scriptures were born through the breath. Mm-hmm. The only vitamin you need is your breath. 
that's all good water fresh food not a dead food no meat mm-hmm. because dead when you eat dead and things you become dead you need to eat a life food mm-hmm. so the more a life food clean water alkaline water mm-hmm. and uh, a life food and deep inhales and exhales is the answer to every problem on the planet okay that's all life is very simple we make it too complicated too many vitamins too many things to do okay. too many this too many that and this is in general i'm talking about okay. right so this is the basic thing you can start with mm-hmm. uh, inhale hold and exhale no oh, that's powerful yeah, it's simple and it's yeah. powerful yeah. and the truth is always simple yes if it's complicated it's not truth yes. it's very yes. simple and yes. these teachings are connecting you to you yes it's not connecting you with some ideology or some concept or somebody sitting in the heavens you know yes. not like that yes. Yes. it's all inside you absolutely yeah yoga mandip do you think that nowadays um again because there are so many different types of yoga uh actually the yoga is losing its purity and authenticity as it used to be thousands of years ago <laughs> i'm going to say a very um, you know controversy uh, yes. statement yes. whenever something comes to the west it is sure lead to lose its essence okay okay <laughs> okay because in the west people twist and turn okay. and they create segments and yes. uh, you know i was amazed there is this uh, beer yoga there's a chicken nugget yoga <gasps> there's pistol yoga there's naked yoga and god knows what else they going to have so i totally agree with you so it is important mm-hmm. that if you are really unless you are just you know here to you just you just want to you know you know sometimes we are just playing around you know you want to go to this classes it's up to you but if you are really a seeker then go to the right teachings okay the teachings should unite you with you okay if it's uniting you with anything outside it is not the truth okay right so i totally agree with you mm-hmm. a lot of uh, you know uh, misunderstanding and a lot of new variations of this ancient technology people have misused it yes. and it's happening and it will happen this mm-hmm. is what the human nature is all about yes. we can only tell people to become more conscious yes and you yourself decide what is right for you okay right yeah. okay so yoga mandip um i've read that you've done lots of very interesting projects combining technology and yoga mm. can you elaborate a little more little bit more on it yeah so we started this virtual reality programs mm-hmm. and i also presented in this virtual reality conference uh, in amsterdam last year okay and the idea behind this is to uh, bring this uh, you know uh, share these ancient teachings through virtual reality so we have gone to sacred uh, you know uh, sacred sites in the himalayas caves and all those uh, untouched places where ordinarily people cannot go and those uh, you know locations have a very high frequency okay energetically very high frequency especially the himalayas you know himalayas are alive mountains and they are alive because they grow an inch every year the himalayas grow an inch Wow. so that's why they are considered alive and that's why those mountains were used by the yogis to meditate as compared to many other mountains in the world uh, those are the mountains that are specifically made to uh, meditate also from the yogic perspective mm-hmm. uh, the earth element is less there so wherever there is less earth element and more akasha more ethers it's very easy to transcend the mind okay so it's easier to meditate in those locations where there is more akasha more ethers mm-hmm. and less uh, earth or yes. gravitational pull of the earth is less okay. so it is less there according to the yogic teachings so those locations <clears throat> we 
do shooting of those places through virtual reality okay. and we do meditations i do meditations in those locations and then we bring that footage and we go to hospitals and uh, those who you know uh, uh, for some reason you know uh, are not able to join us there uh, we give them that whole uh, you know footage and uh, they enjoy in the beautiful house of theirs you know and nice. they use the equipments and they just go and transcend and be in that locations and that totally elevates them immediately we are specifically as uh, specifically using these uh, teachings for uh, people especially children who are going through uh, cancer treatments okay yeah it it really helps them you know immediately you forget your this time and space yes <clears throat> where you are caught up <clears throat> yes and immediately you are free yes and uh, you are in the himalayas Yes. and that whole story the miserable story that you go into a loop all the time yes. is cut yes. right in the center of that uh, treatment uh, place so yeah. it really helps to elevate individuals wow free them from their story wow yeah that's amazing how yeah. did this idea come into your mind i think the universe just gives you when you are ready yes. yeah and it creates circumstances for you to give birth to the idea okay. when you are ready for a pregnancy the universe pregnant you with that wisdom that's powerful <laughs> yeah i know i yeah. read recently that <clears throat> prince charles um announced that nowadays hospitals in england mm -hmm. must also practice yoga and this sort of meditation so yes. it's kind of similar to what exactly. you are saying now so exactly. you are bringing technology of yoga yeah, and meditation exactly. to hospitals we even bring we are not just bringing the technology we are bringing the entire himalayas there yes <laughs> so that wonderful. is the only difference yeah wow how can we do it in dubai let's do it let's do it let's yes do it. absolutely you invite me we will do it yes <clears throat> absolutely yeah. i'm sure government will be very open yeah, because be, you know yeah. exploring a lot of different project innovative ideas Beautiful. and they're very much into the happiness and bringing consciousness of people here into the next level wonderful yeah, yeah may the universe open the path <laughs> yes yes uh, yogi mandip you're also an advisor to european union mm -hmm. on the topic of well-being tourism yes can you tell us a little more about this role what yeah. do you do in this particular role so my only role yeah <clears throat> The only role I play is how to help people become more aware. Okay. That is the only role, you know. So I go there, I teach them how to be aware, how to be more conscious, how yes. to use these tools and serve humanity. Yes. And this wisdom can be applied to any place. It is such a universal wisdom mm. that anybody in any location, in any circumstances can use this wisdom. Mm. Yes, yeah, simple. Okay. <laughs> So you don't want to go into the details, huh? <laughs> I think I will rather share things that okay. will benefit you, sure, you know. No yeah. So I've read also that you've been um doing lots of um addiction programs yes. uh, across the globe in different mm -hmm. countries. Mm -hmm. So from your experience, what are the most widespread addictions that people go through nowadays? Beautiful. That's a very beautiful question. And uh, uh from the yogic perspective, there are no multiple addictions really there is no multiple addiction really there is only one addiction and that is addiction to your thoughts oh that's all okay that's all and your thoughts are there because of your breath okay okay if your breath is long <clears throat> and deep <clears throat> you cannot have negative thoughts <clears throat> from the yogic perspective mm -hmm. when the breath is shallow only then you can have negative thoughts okay okay i will dive a bit deeper into this this is still to be researched what i'm going to say next okay. but from the yogic perspective we believe this because the ancient yogis have done experiment for billions and millions of years uh, before they presented this science to us whenever you are thinking negative when i say negative really negative your right nostril will be working mm. only one nostril works at a time from the yogic perspective wow. either left either 
Right. Every two and a half hours to three hours, the nostrils keep changing. From left, it goes to right, right go to left. One nostril is dominating at a time. When your both nostrils, <clears throat> one nostril works at a time. Whenever you have negative thoughts, negative emotions, at that moment, your right nostril is working. Wow. Whenever you're feeling very meditative, some transcendence, some very peaceful joy, it is your left nostril working. Ever try to experiment on this. And if you are thinking negative, and that moment your right nostril is dominating, if you can shut your right nostril, mm -hmm. and then allow the breath to go and come from the left nostril, your emotions will change. Wow. This is yogic science. Wow. <clears throat> All the answers are under your Knows. knows one who knows the breath knows everything okay so the only addiction we have is the thoughts yes. now how to change the thoughts find out how or what the thoughts are linked with and the first link of the thoughts is the nose mm -hmm. okay the second link of the thoughts is your tongue because thoughts take birth through the tongue. tongue. Yeah. So this is the doorway of the universe. This is the doorway of your world. Okay. In the mind, the thoughts have not yet taken form. Thoughts cannot take form unless they come out through the mouth, through the tongue. Okay, so okay. this is the second link. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about addictions. And this can yes. be applied to anything. Mm -hmm. It's a universal formula I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. Then the next connection is the ice. Whenever you have very, very negative thoughts, a lot of emotions, you blink more and your eyes move more. When you are fearful, your eyes are more moving. Whenever you are thinking, your eyes must move. Even at night when you're dreaming. You're dreaming in your dream. While you're dreaming, your eyes are moving. You cannot dream and not move your eyes. Whenever there's movement in the mind, in the head, in the thoughts are coming and going, your eyes must move. Okay. So these are the three doorways of the mind. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are other doorways, but these are the main doors through which the mind receives and gives. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you know the art of uh, controlling you know, I will not use the word controlling, directing. These three doors, mm -hmm. you have won 90% of the battle. Okay. Every addiction, every issue, any psychological problem mm -hmm. can be solved through directing these three doorways of the universe. So in the de-addiction programs, we teach people, mm -hmm. you know, how to use these doors, how to use these ways, to direct your life and transcend your addictions. Wow. It can be addiction to food. Okay. It can be addiction to shopping. Yes. It can be addiction to anything. Okay. Addiction to anything. This is the answer. Wow. You know, what I share is very simple. Wow. It's not based on some, uh, you know, um, you know, some kind of uh, esoteric, uh, you know, teachings. It's very day to day, you know, every day. What are we using when we change that? The way you sit, yes. The way you breathe, the way you see, yes. the way you talk. When you change that, you can change your world. Okay. Your entire history is written in your posture. Yes, yes. A person's mind pattern yes. is imprinted in the posture, yes. where he places his hands, yes. how he moves his hands, how he walks, how he breathes, what are the words he or she is using. Yes. So we change the whole memory. There are two types of memory. One is mm -hmm. called the muscle memory and one is called a biomemory. Now, you're also talking about addiction, also talking about depression, also talking about stress altogether. Yes. So what is depression? It's a memory. What is the stress? Is a memory. And where is the memory? In the body. In the head, it is thinking. Memory is in the body. You understand? I'm talking from a yogic perspective. The head can only think. The head, the brain can only think. 
but the memory okay along the head it is stored in all the body so you have muscle memory and you have bio memory muscle memory we call vasanas and bio memories we call samskara so if you can change the vasanas and samskaras of an individual you can he can or he or she can take rebirth wow rebirth just by changing the way you sit wow. the way you breathe the way you talk the way you move your hands so you study that person first wow and then you suggest to him why he is wrong and because when you are in a certain mindset you can only sit in a certain way mm-hmm. you know when you are seeing a movie at home you are sitting in a certain way when you are sitting mm-hmm. with your boss you are sitting in a certain way you yeah. know you know it is automatic right yes, because the yes. body knows how to behave in front of your boss and how to behave in front of a movie yes right <laughs> so yes. it's it's programmed so this is called reprogramming okay So you work mainly with physiology, right? You don't go into the story of the person why he got into this Just addiction. a rough idea of that. Okay. I do not go into the story. Okay. The story is gone. Yeah. That yeah. is not my approach. Yeah. When you go into the story, you know, you mm-hmm. just have an idea what he or she is going through. Yes. When yes. you go into the story, you are just taking that whole thing out and yes, you know that yes. creates more anxiety, more depression, yes, more stress yes, for that person. Yes, yes, so yes. we work on what is now. Okay. We just have an idea and we work what is now not okay. what is in the past the yes. past is really dead yes. from the universe's perspective it doesn't exist anymore yes. it is just your mind carrying it yes from the universe perspective mm-hmm. it has already erased it mm-hmm. it is not existing if you to ever find can you find it the past no no so what is now you have to start working what is now and mm-hmm. what is now the body mm-hmm. what is now the breath mm-hmm. what is now the way he or she sits yes life is very simple okay we have complicated too much yes true okay so if somebody would like to go through this program is it available somewhere online or do they yes a good question we are slowly yeah. you know uh, slowly we are building up this program it will okay. be available very okay. soon and for now you can sign up for the uh, you know the mailing list and okay. to stay updated so if you go to yogiamandipsing.com Okay. yogiamandipsing.com and you can sign up for the you know the newsletter and all that and then once these programs are out we will love to share with you. Okay. Yeah, so it is Great. not yet in public, you know. And uh, we are working on it and uh, developing the whole system and once it's out it will be available for people to do these trainings and all yes. that stuff. Yes. Because it sounds really interesting yes. and again what I like is simplicity of it the way yeah. you explain it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. thank you. Yoga Mandip you also released a number of guided meditations for people. Um what is the primary goal of meditation? Ah, beautiful. primary goal of meditation is to know that in this moment you are perfect as you are mm. meditation is to delete your story okay that's that's it meditation is to delete your story mm. you have been carrying your story for too long yes and this story actually is your perspective the universe never did anything to you nobody have done anything to you it is your perspective on that individual or their circumstances on that what have happened and you just keep that story so meditation means to delete my story in the words of rumi he says he, he says god between you and me i am the hindrance delete me that is meditation mm. deleting your individual story mm-hmm. that's it yeah and you can delete your story you can delete your story when you modify your breath okay when you move the tongue consciously okay we call it mantra you know sacred sound meditations chanting sometimes nad okay. yoga shabda yoga okay so now we are just unconsciously moving the tongue yes the tongue when moved consciously with specific sounds touches a specific part of the upper palate the the palate corresponds to the dome of the universe every star that exists in the galaxy has a corresponding point in the dome of your mouth wow. okay because this is where the universe is taking birth from right so the outer universe and the universe of your mouth your mouth has given birth to uncountable things all this 
that we see, where did it come from? From the mouth. Mm. Somebody had an idea, he expressed the idea and a laptop was born. Somebody had an idea and then he expressed that sound and a car was born. So look at this whole world, who gave birth? The mouth, oh. the tongue, the moving of the tongue. And if you can move your tongue in a very conscious way, using a specific sound, and it touches a specific point, automatically the different meridians in the body will start to change and certain chemistry in the body, certain enzymes will start to produce and your whole body will change. So the changing the way you talk, changing the way you blink your eyes. Mm. And if you blink less, you will have less thoughts. Okay, <laughs> got it. When you are overthinking, just stop blinking. It will be difficult, but you have to start from somewhere. And if you're overthinking, inhale, hold and stop your breath. Because as long as the breath is moving, mind is moving. Working. When the breath moves, mind moves. And when the mind moves, world moves. Yes. When the eyes moves, mind moves. And when the mind moves, world moves. When the tongue moves, mind moves. And when the mind moves, world moves. You cannot change the world. You can change these three things. Okay. These are the three doorways to the mind, to the unknown. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So just changing this will change your reality. Wow. Yeah. So what do you advise for people in terms of daily meditation, in terms of time of the day, duration? Mm. Like, is it 10 minutes daily or 15? You know, or... I'm not into rules and regulations. Yeah. Do what you can, okay. how much ever you can, but do something. Do something. Yeah. You know, even for three minutes, okay. even for five minutes. Okay. And, uh, you know, while the traffic light is, you know, you're waiting in the traffic, you yes. know, you're waiting in the traffic. Just inhale, hold, and until the traffic turns green, okay. then you exhale. I'll try. That is yeah. one thing. If you okay. cannot find time, you know, the universe have created circumstances where you have to stop at a red light. Yes, yes. Okay. How? So make use of the red light. The moment Good the red light becomes red, you inhale and you hold. And you hold your breath until the green light has come. And if that is too long, <laughs> let it go, please. It's important. Okay. With your eyes open. With no, your eyes close. open. With your eyes open. So you have to change the technology according to time and space. Okay. okay. So that's one example. The other example is um, you're serving water to someone. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. so when you're serving water, the moment you start filling up the water, you inhale and you hold. And until the glass is full, then you exhale and then you give that person. Mm -hmm. Okay, each time you enter your car, okay, mm -hmm. before you start your car, inhale and hold to the count of 10 or mm -hmm. count of 5 and then exhale. Mm -hmm. So this immediately takes you out of your story. Okay. So the whole idea is to take you out of your story. Your story is very miserable. Most of us at least. Yes, you know, yes. A lot yes. of complaints in life. Uh, these That's I don't true. have. I should be having that. So at least you forget that. Yes. So it's not some kind of, you know, um, uh, like these, uh, what do you call that? The, the lamp, the, uh, you know, the story of the lamp. The guy, he wraps the lamp. Uh, the genie and the lamp or the you know the lamp story in the Arabian Nights there's a story of I mm -hmm. forgot the guy's name so he will press he will rub the lamp okay. and then a genie will come out and he say what do you wish so meditation is not like ah, that okay, yes. I know today we have meditations for prosperity you mm -hmm. know it's a funny world meditation for prosperity meditation for soulmate <laughs> you know and even if the soulmate comes how long that soulmate can stay with you? In this modern world, it's two years or five years, six years. And even if he stays with you for lifetime, at the end of lifetime, he or she still have to go. Yes. So soulmate is your own soul as your mate. Okay. You understand? Yes. So this is yes. the misunderstanding of the yogic teaching. It's not mm. some kind of genie and the lamp where you recite a certain mantra and a certain wish will be fulfilled. Okay. It's not like that. It may happen for some people, God yeah. bless them. But it's not about that. It's about becoming very ordinary, becoming conscious. Okay. The only genie that, that need to be invoked is consciousness. Okay. And the only soulmate you need to find is your own soul. Okay. <clears throat> I have people, I know people who actually recite mantras to find a car park. Really? Can you believe that? There is a mantra <clears throat> for car park. Oh my God. I, 
how you know people create the mantras for car parking yeah <clears throat> see the mantra is not to find the car park yeah the mantra is to find yourself yes the mantra is even if you never find car park you are still relaxed yes that is what the mantra is for okay yes you, you understand i got it yeah yes. so don't especially in the kundalini tradition today yeah you know after yogi ji passed away a lot yes. of misunderstanding yeah you know they give you mantra for everything yeah you know your leg pain your hand pain your eye pain yeah. no 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 that's not the teachings this mm. is misunderstanding mm. the only pain in the life is your negative thoughts yes your the pain. only problem is your thoughts The yes. only thing that you need to find is your consciousness. Yes. Is need to find your awareness. That's what it is. Yes, yes. <coughs> it's like okay. about worry they're saying, don't worry about your bills, just pay your bills. If you cannot pay your bills, just think about how can you do it. But don't find worry. a good job. Why do you need to worry about <coughs> find a pay? job? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If one job is not enough, find two jobs. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's what life is. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yogi Mandip, what is your next big plan? <laughs> Well, I don't really have a big big plans. Okay. I have like a, a little big little bit bigger plan uh, okay. than the smaller plan. So every year we go to India, okay. uh, where we guide people to be in the sacred uh, vibrations of the Himalayas. Okay. So this year we are going to uh, you know uh, the uh, Himalayas. Okay. Uh, it's a 12 days retreat. Okay. <clears throat> where uh, we will dive into the teachings of okay. the Himalayan sages in very depth and visiting the sacred sites. Uh, vortex centers okay. uh, stargates that have been uh, activated by the ancient masters and sages and uh, by sitting in those locations and meditating it's easier to forget your story wow. so if you cannot forget your story in front of your tv yes okay you, you, because you see too much television <laughs> you know we bring you to the himalayas and we teach you how to see visions wow so instead of seeing your television we make you see visions Okay. So we teach you that science of you know going in in this esoteric uh, vibrations uh, mm-hmm. that are very powerful, mm-hmm. and it's a twelve days retreat. And for okay. information on that, you can uh, log on to makingofayogi dot com, makingofayogi dot com, okay. and that is uh, you know the big plan at the end of the year. It is in nice. October. In October. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, you know. Uh, Uh, ultimately you know i want to build a beautiful uh, you know uh, meditation center in the himalayas nice. where people can come and stay and uh, you know rewrite their story beautiful yeah. wow that's what it is okay. you know and uh, yeah and also help animals you know uh, we eat a lot of animals yes. you know and I, i i usually say that you know maybe have compassion for the animals so that they don't land up in our food plates yes so we are building a sanctuary also animal mm-hmm. sanctuary and we have started with the cows so mm-hmm. we save the animals mm-hmm. and uh, we and they are allowed to live their life and at the end of their life we give them proper burial So Beautiful. this is another thing that we are slowly building into Beautiful. becoming the voice of the animals. Nice. Yeah, the and pain. And where? Where is this, it going to uh, happen? We are starting off in India. In India. Okay. But the grace of the Guru, I'm sure you know down the road we will nice. be able to open these sanctuaries in every country. Beautiful. You know, they need to leave. They need yes. to. We need to become their voice. Yes. It is enough. They have suffered a lot. Yes. And uh, yeah, and we can survive without eating. You know, meat. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not for any other reason but just compassion. We need to have compassion for these beings who are being killed so that we can fulfill our stomach. That's yes. True. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Yogi Mandi from the bottom of my heart, I would like to wish your dreams come true. They are really beautiful. Thank you. And we'll be very excited to help you from our side. Thank you. And I know it was your first time in Dubai, mm-hmm. in the Middle East, I think in general. This is What yeah, did you think time. about the country oh and the my place? God. It's beautiful, uh, you yeah? know. It's so beautiful and uh, you know, I just visited the Gurdwara today also and it was so beautiful also. and uh, the food here is very good you know i was able to find some good vegetarian food yes. and uh, it was good to see that they have vegetarian options vegan options as well yes. that's marvelous 
and uh, yeah so it's beautiful place beautiful people very open minded you know right from you know the immigrations and all the way till my you know hotel mm-hmm. you know people were friendly they wanted to know about me and uh, you know why you're here for and uh, i felt very welcomed very it's a beautiful nice. location very yeah nice. beautiful location So we wish you come here again. Yes, I'll be back again and again yes. and again and again. And actually on this occasion, uh, I have a small gift for you. Oh, okay. You know, uh, Sheikh Mohammed, he's a ruler of uh, Dubai since wow. 2006. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a crown prince of, of Dubai since 1995. And most of the things that Dubai is going through now and the country is actually because of his big vision Beautiful. and because of his care about society and environment and people. So he's somebody who is really thinking unlimitedly, I would say. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke to you yesterday about, you know, your projects and things that you do, for some reasons, I made links between you and, you know, this <laughs> inspirational leader. So I'd like Beautiful. to give you this book. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, Thank you. I do hope that will open somehow Thank a door you. for you. So you'll yeah. be coming more often to the Beautiful. Middle East. Beautiful. And, yeah. you know, to be conscious, you know, you must have conscious leaders. Yes. So I'm glad you have a very conscious leader who is opened. Absolutely. And uh, when the leader's heart is open, yes. the country's heart is open. Yes. And when the country's heart is open, universe throws abundance upon it. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why there's so much abundance in this beautiful place. So I wish you all the best in this beautiful place. Thank you. you know, may the universe bless everyone here with health, wealth and prosperity and the highest gift and that is to listen to your own breath yes okay thank you very Satnam. much satnam thank you very much <laughs> it was very very insightful thank you thank you thank very you. interesting i really thank appreciate you. i enjoyed so much thank, thank you. you blessings to thank you thank you very much satnam satnam